When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, and welcome into the <laughs> PHNX D-Bags podcast right here uh, at PHNX. We're not at PHNX right now, but uh, on PHNX. Welcome in. Uh, my name is Derek Monty, occasionally known as the mayor of my own home. Uh, Jesse, also the master of his own domain, Friedman over there, uh, is also with me as well. Jesse, how you doing? You know, I'd be better if I was in studio because I'd be eating Burrito Express burritos. Uh, but You mean like this? You yeah. Like this burrito express burrito that I have right here. Yeah. yeah we, had some, we had some technical difficulties with the end, uh, internet over at PHNX HQ. Uh, unfortunately, that news did not get relayed to me until I was parking in the garage. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jesse, for at least informing me of that. I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, it was worth it, though, to drive all the way down and get my burrito express burrito. Still worth it. Uh, we got a packed show, though. Of course, you know it is Mailbag Monday. We have so much to talk about, but the Arizona Diamondbacks. Continue to find a way to win. Elizabeth wants to know why it looks like you have a shower behind you. That's a very interesting question. Uh, do you that's want to answer not a, that? That's pretty clearly not a shower. Like, like this is called a closet, Elizabeth. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure how. Like, I don't feel like I need to add any more explanation to that. If your shower is green on the outside, <laughs> you've got problems. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Well, uh, yesterday's shutout win against the Miami Marlins was the D-backs' first shutout versus Miami since June 28, 2018. The Diamondbacks seem to be doing a lot of things where the date attached to them uh, is five years ago, which is a pretty good uh, indication for this team considering they were much more successful at that time. Yeah, 2018, man. I mean, they were they were kind of a dynasty franchise there for about four or five months until September <laughs> came along and, and the wheels came off. But yeah, the first few months uh, of 2018, I mean, that was some of the best Diamondbacks yeah, baseball in the last really decade. Was. Uh, D-backs now have a 96 and 76 record against the Miami Marlins slash Florida Marlins. Uh, and they are one of 12 teams that the D-backs actually have a winning record against in head-to-head matchups. Uh, and that, that's uh, quite a big sample size compared to some of those teams. But uh, yeah, it's uh, one of one of the teams the Diamondbacks seem to be able to beat consistently, even though uh, they lost this series that they played against them. Yeah, they did. They did. And, that, and that's going to happen, right? You're going to lose series to teams that you that you feel like you should be. And, yeah. and it, I mean, it is it's we didn't really even talk about this yesterday. It is kind of ironic that the Diamondbacks first series loss came against a team that was probably by a fairly significant margin the worst team that they've played so far yeah, right not not playing great ba- baseball over there in Miami. well and, sure. and on top of that the one pitcher that they beat in the series is the guy who won the cy young award last year in the national league so that's baseball for you Derek. sometimes you're <laughs> able to you're able to you know knock around the the ace and you're not able to get anything going against guys like braxton garrett and, and trevor rogers who have not had much success in the big leagues the last couple of years uh, and sometimes you're able to beat teams like the Dodgers in a four game series. And then you drop two out of three in Miami to, to the Marlins. Obviously our expectations for this team has changed dramatically uh, since for over the last month, we could say, right. When we were still in spring training, things weren't going especially well for this team in spring training. That would lead us to believe we were going to see them have any real success during the regular season. They've been surprisingly good. But after this series loss, do you personally uh, have, have your expectations come up and down? Do you still feel about level? What do you think we'll see out of this team after the month of April is coming on? Yeah, I mean, you know, coming into the series with the Marlins, I think we, you know, we were talking about who the D-backs were going to play in the World Series. It was of pretty much, you know, start, yeah. start, get the was, champagne ready and everything. It was a lock, yeah. Right it's a now, lock. Uh, after dropping two out of three to the Marlins, you know, now we should probably start transitioning to talking about where the D-backs will select in next year's draft. 
Uh, you know, clearly this isn't the year for them. Are you uh, mocking me? I feel like you're mocking me. I don't know. I feel is this mocking? I can't tell because you have I don't such think a I'm mocking. I'm not mocking tone. you as much as I may be mocking some Diamondbacks fans who who maybe ride the waves of these games a little bit more than they should in April. Um, <laughs> I heard a I heard a great quote uh, yesterday from Andy McCullough on the Athletic Baseball Show, which is a show I always uh, love to listen to every now and then. Uh, Andy McCullough, when talking about April baseball. Basically what he said, his philosophy when, when thinking and talking about baseball in April, which is still so early, he talks about how uh, none of this matters, but all of it counts, right? Like none of these yeah. games, like the D-backs yeah. are nine and seven, that doesn't really matter, but it does count. These games still go in the yeah. bank as wins and losses, right? And yeah. I think yeah. that was, was so big about the way the D-backs started the season is, you know, even if they're not quite the team that, that we saw early on and, you know, they're not always going to beat the Dodgers, you know, teams of that caliber every time they see them, those wins that the D-backs got against the Dodgers, those still count, right? And, right. and still are very meaningful in the grand scheme of the season, especially considering how few games the D-backs uh, have left to play against that Dodgers team. The D-backs offense has struggled. We've talked about that, obviously, but things have kind of picked up for them a bit. Uh, they sent out some information on their media guide that I thought was particularly particularly interesting. Uh, the D-backs have a 59% extra bases taken percentage, which leads all of Major League Baseball. That doesn't surprise me one bit based on the fact that we have seen these guys extend what look like singles into doubles and then even a triple if a throwing error or some sort of mistake was made by an outfielder or something. So the Diamondbacks have absolutely taken advantage of lazy fielding balls kind of getting out there and just having that extra time uh, and, and in general, just their own speed. Yeah, they really have. And, and I think a lot of what they've done on the bases doesn't even show up in, in those kind of stats too, because right. when you, right. when you reach on an air, right, when you drop down a bunt and you force a defensive miscue in the box score, that's just an air and you're, you're not going to get any kind of credit for that really. Um, whereas, you know, we've seen on a, on a daily basis, how much pressure the D backs base runners have been, have been putting on their opponents. I will say I fan has a base running stat of their own. I checked that the other day, the D backs actually came out below average in fan base running stat. So I'm not totally sure what's, what's going on there. It looked like there were a few players in particular that were kind of big negatives in that. I think Lourdes Gurriel jr. Was one of them. There were a couple of other guys who were, who were in that mix, but there were also, you know, Corbin Carroll was well above average. I think McCarthy was well above average. So still, well, and they, they've, they've been very aggressive. They've been relentless about it. Right. So like yeah. when they do make mistakes, when they do overextend and try to take that extra base and get caught, they have no problem going right back to it. That same inning, the next inning following inning after that, like they stay on that philosophy of we are going to use our speed. We're going to try to extend these singles and, and, like you said, even the errors and the bunts and everything like that into as many bases as possible. And that's another thing they've done well that's surprised the hell out of me is they, they get on base, right, on an error. They shouldn't even be there, right? They shouldn't even be on base. Next thing you know, they're stealing second, and they've turned what should have been an out into an, a double uh, within within moments. And not yeah. only that, it, 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 it still applies that pressure. It causes in the following innings, subsequent innings, subsequent plays, the defense to have that mindset that we've talked about where they have to rush themselves a little bit more to try to make sure that they're getting these guys uh, and, and, and doing everything they can to prevent them from taking those extra bases. But uh, this was very surprising to me, Jesse, because among all teams since April 7th, the Diamondbacks have the best batting average at 288. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? I mean, I mean, what? you got to remember how slow the D-backs were to start the season offensively. Right. In that sure. in that Dodgers series, they had basically nothing going with the bats whatsoever. We were talking a lot in the early days about like, what's wrong how, with this offense? Right. It, it wasn't how, just how are like, they winning games without it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, a, a big part of it at the time was that they weren't drawing walks, which is continued to be a, a bit of an issue. I think we're going to talk about that more later in the show. That still hasn't really resolved. Um, but you kind of figured that eventually things were going to we're going to even out uh, the D-backs early on. Uh, we're making at least some hard contact. We've seen that translate to actual base hits a little bit more. Um, so much so that we might even be at the other extreme, where I think a lot of the expected stats, a lot of the underlying stats suggest the D-backs uh, might, might have done a little bit better offensively in recent days than maybe they should have. 
um, with with you know just some some of what those those contact metrics say. Sure. But nonetheless, you figured it wasn't gonna wasn't gonna last that uh, that way for too long. Eventually, things were gonna resolve for this team offensively. We talk about the 59% extra bases taken percentage leading Major League Baseball. They are second in the league uh, in slugging percentage with a 453. And for a team that's not hitting very many home runs, that goes to show how those extra bases being taken are impacting uh, those stats as well. It's so true. And and I think we've talked about this before, but like Corbin Carroll is slugging almost 550, right? And and I know he's hit four home runs. That's that's a big part of that. I don't know if he's going to continue to to homer quite at that rate. But you can see how his ability to take those extra bases, and not just him, but as we've been saying, so many other guys on this team as well, those extra bases translate to slug. They translate to that slugging percentage in ways that you wouldn't normally expect. Like guys that don't necessarily have that much power, you look up and they're slugging 450 or 500 or something like that. A lot of it is just because for Corbin Carroll, you know, those, those singles are often turning into, into doubles. Those doubles are often turning into triples and that accumulates over the course of the season. And it's why a guy like him and, and other guys on this team, they can hit for higher slugging percentages than, than you would expect based on their quality of contact because they're just taking extra bases like crazy. Michael says, I mean, Perdomo's bat pip is uh, through the roof. This and, is true. Yeah. <laughs> and it absolutely is. Uh, Perdomo in nine starts is hitting 417 with three doubles, one home run, eight RBI, five walks, and one stolen base. Our risk king has been dialed in. And, I mean, we've kind of joked in the past about how Perdomo only gets hits when they matter, but uh, he really has been uh, an offensive force for them this year and, and consistently, too. One of, the mo- one of the most consistent hitters right now in the lineup. I, I wrote about this a little bit in, in my newsletter last week um, when I wrote about, you know, eight reasons for the Diamondbacks fast start to the season. One of those reasons, the last one was luck. <laughs> it was the fact that the, <laughs> frankly, the D-backs, it's not just Geraldo Perdomo. There's a few other guys in that mix who just are kind of hitting out of their minds right now. And I, I don't know if it's quite sustainable on the flip side. There are some guys like Alec Thomas who, it appears should be hitting better than, than how they've hit so far. They've actually made quite sure. a bit of hard contact and it hasn't translated altogether. It still kind of paints the picture of D backs being uh, maybe a little bit in over their heads. Like, like maybe their offensive numbers have been a little bit better than, than you'd expect Geraldo Perdomo. Certainly one of those guys, Josh Rojas, who's off to a very fast start. Another one of those guys, but it still doesn't take away from, from the good starts that, that those guys have had. And in Perdomo in particular, uh, I think Perdomo's at bats just look, way better uh you're seeing opposing pitchers are still trying to attack him up in the zone and i think it works to some degree uh but perdomo has been better at kind of retaliating in those situations and still being able to get to his pitch Um, and he doesn't really strike out much that's something that uh, was not not an issue for perdomo last year doesn't strike out that much he he takes his walks those things are going to be there for him if he can just start making a little bit more hard contact which we've seen a little bit of so far it's going to translate into him being a a pretty decent offensive player on the mound. Andrew Chafin continues to be a force for this team. Jesse, Uh, one of the best relievers in all of baseball. Is it crazy to say that he has not allowed a run in his seven outings and is one of 12 relievers in MLB with six or more scoreless outings. It's been impressive. Been impressive. Um, I mean, I, I think like inherited runners are also a big part of this. So sometimes, you know, even if you're not allowing your own runs to score, you're you still, still allowing be, runs. You to still score. might be allowing runs to score, which sure. Chafin has allowed a few of those. But nonetheless, he has been very, very good to start the season. I know in spring training with Chafin, the velo was down a little bit. You kind of wondered, you know, is this is this just another example of the D packs picking up? Uh, a, re- a reliever on the wrong side of 30 years old and and just seeing them, you know, kind of run out of gas once they get to the D-backs. That has not been the case whatsoever for Chafin in these regular season games. He's been, I think, the D-backs' most effective reliever. I don't think it's really even close other than, I guess, Dre Jameson, if you still want to count him in that group. Uh, but he's been... He, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess those those days are behind us as of, as of now. But Chafin has been outstanding this year. Uh, and Gabriel says also leads the league in best mustache. I think there was a mullet magic comment. Um, Andrew Chafin's just overall look, uh, 10 out of 10 would not change a thing. Maybe 12 out of 10. Um, but the diamondbacks 
might end up needing some help. We talked about Dre Jamison not being in that bullpen. We also uh, have lost, you know, a few arms and and for the for 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 a while. So it's still interesting to me how this is going to play out. Uh, in, as far as the minor leagues go, Jesse, do we see Brandon Fott this year? Do you think we see Brandon Fott at some point in twenty twenty three? We better. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> we better. Uh, yeah, Brandon Fott. So I guess I'll start with with some recent stats. So Brandon Fott's last start came a few days ago, same day that Madison Bumgarner made his start, which is interesting. When the D-backs pushed Bumgarner back two days, they actually lined him up with Brandon Fott, which I know a lot of people were, you know, theorizing that maybe there was there was something at play there. Uh, Fott was good in that game, though. Five innings, six hits, two runs, one walk, five strikeouts. He had a really rough start to open. The season in AAA, three and two-thirds innings, gave up five runs, four homers. Not a good start for him at all. But he's bounced back nicely in his last two. He has a 2.79 ERA over his last two starts uh, in AAA. I don't think it's going to be long, Derek. I don't know if it's Madison Bumgarner. I don't know if if maybe it's taking some other spots. Some injury arises. Some, you know, some spot gets created somehow. Brandon Fott is the best pitching prospect in this organization. He's pitching well in AAA. He's made about 15 career starts at this point in AAA, which is not that different from how many starts Dre Jamison, Ryan Nelson, Tommy Henry made last year before they got the call up to the big leagues. And he's 24 and a half years old. Like it's go time. You, you don't want to let Brandon Fott just sit there in AAA for that much longer. I think I think he has shown that he is ready. And, and I would be surprised if the D-backs didn't find a way to get Fott up to the big leagues within the next month or two, barring an injury, I'd be pretty surprised if somehow, some way, Fott doesn't wind up in the big leagues by June. It'll be interesting to see how that happens, though. I, I don't necessarily see a clear path for it at this point. I don't know if the D-backs are ready to, to remove Bumgarner, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about more, but Fott's going to be up sooner than later, in, in my opinion. Anything else from the minor leagues that uh, stuck out to you so far? We've got a few things. Yeah, I'll, I'll run down a list of a few things I want to point out. So, Jordan Lawler, of course, everyone wants to know uh, what Jordan Lawler is up to down in Double A, and the the answer is he's been pretty darn good down there, Derek, to start the season. Two seventy six, four seventeen, five fifty two, uh, two homers, two doubles. He's four for four in stolen base attempts. So good start across the board for Jordan Lawler. Of course, Double A Amarillo, you know, most hitter friendly environment in all of minor league baseball. So you got to take those numbers with a grain of salt, but there's still some pretty darn good numbers. And our and our friends, the Carey twins over there, tried the calf fries uh, on camera. By the way, they did. Uh, so that was something. Uh, I can't. I can't wait to do myself when we go visit Amarillo and see Jordan Lawler out there. Uh, Dominic Canzone has also been very good uh, in Reno so far for the Aces. Yeah, yeah, he really has. 302, 360, 674, four homers, fourteen RBI in twelve games. Uh, he actually last year, if you look at his numbers for the whole season in the minors, Canzone had a good year, but he actually did most of his damage in double A. Once he got to triple A last year, Canzone's numbers were around average, a little just slightly above average, uh, given the hitter friendly environment in Reno. This year he's come out slugging, you know, almost 700, like I just said. So a really good start go. for him. Uh, Blaze Alexander. Got off to an insane start offensively. He was sitting 458, 618, 792 uh, wow. in his first handful of games down in Reno. Unfortunately, he broke his thumb on a hit by pitch and is now going to be out. I don't know if, if there's an exact timetable. I think I heard something in the range of four to six weeks. Uh, but Blaze Alexander is going to be down for a little bit, which is unfortunate given especially how well he started the season. Yeah, yeah, hitting 458, and then you break your thumb. Like, damn, that's got to suck. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess uh, that was the good, or, or earlier was the good. That was the bad. What about the ugly, Jesse? Yeah, Drew Jones is not – things aren't great, Derek. Things are not <laughs> great for Drew Jones to start his, oh, no. his professional career. He is hitting a buck 29 uh, all singles. I think he's four for 31. Uh, he does have a 250 on base percentage, so he's drawn a few walks, but he has 13 strikeouts and 36 plate appearances. 13 strikeouts. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes, yikes, yikes. It's not oh. good. It's not good. But but also, like, this is, I mean, this is his first taste of professional pitching, really, sure. right? Sure. 
Um, and he also is coming off an injury that kept him out for, for months and months. So Fair enough. it's going to take enough. a while for him to get his timing back. It's going to take a while for him to just adjust to this new level of competition coming out of high school. So I'm not too concerned about that at this point. It's still so early. You know, if he hits, if he goes two for four with a homer and a double or something, uh, tonight, then, you know, suddenly those numbers would, would start to look way different so we're still really early in the season but it's something something to watch for sure we just might need some of these guys soon with the way that injuries and things are going for the diamondbacks uh we talked about their winning record against the marlins 20 games over 500 against the miami it's kind of uh the opposite there how about, for our how about next 40 opponent. games under 500 <laughs> oh my god uh the arizona diamondbacks are 63 and 103 all time against the st louis cardinals which that's a terrible that's a terrible baseball season jesse um but let's take a look <laughs> at the upcoming probables once again for this series uh again the merrill kelly merrill kelly jack flaherty matchup there is going to be a lot of fun to watch it is. It is. Yeah, I, I did a little bit more uh, digging into the season that Jack Flaherty has had so far this year for the Cardinals. You see on your screen a 1.76 ERA off to a pretty good start from that perspective. He is also, though, Derek, he has 14 walks compared to 13 strikeouts. Jack mm. Flaherty has walked more than he has struck out in his first three starts of the season. He is not allowing any hard contact. So there is some legitimacy to how well he's pitched to this point. Um, but he, I mean, he's walking literally about 20% of the batters that, that he's facing. You figure that's going to bite him eventually. So, uh, should be a, should be a fun one today. Of course, Merrill Kelly, his last start against the Milwaukee Brewers took a no hitter into the seventh inning. Uh, things kind of fell apart for him there. A couple of inherited runners scored. Uh, so his final line didn't look quite as pretty as, as it might have, but should be a really fun one uh, tonight. And then tomorrow, another fun one. You've got Dre Jameson against Jordan Montgomery. I definitely said Mike Montgomery on our I show think he yesterday. Did. Yeah. So apologies Just gave him a different name. Yeah, Sorry, yeah you know, it, they're Montgomery's. You can call him whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, jo Jordan Montgomery, of course, came over in the trade with the Yankees last year. Harrison Bader uh, went back to New York in that trade. But Jordan is off to a good start uh, for the Cardinals. And who also is off to a pretty good start, Derek, is Dre Jameson, who will be on the bump for the D-backs. Uh, and then, of course, we have that final matchup there, Woodford versus Bumgarner. And we have quite a few questions in our mailbag about Bumgarner, so we will get to that shortly. But if you want to take advantage of betting on this particular series, make sure to do so over at the BetMGM app. Of course, if you haven't signed up yet for the BetMGM app, use bonus code PHNX and you will get $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. You download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price. You will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. Uh, regardless of the outcome of your wager, just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Uh, plus, make sure to join us. We're going to be having a blast out at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for all Suns uh, away playoff games. Uh, and based on last night's performance, I hope there's a lot of them. I hope there's a lot of away playoff games uh, because I would like to spend a lot of time out at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. Uh, and you can join us. Uh, and our PHNX Suns crew for a watch party presented by Neutral, which will feature food and drink specials, PHNX giveaways, and bet MGM deposit matches, gigantic ones. Uh, so join us, and we are going to have some fun out there. So uh, let's make sure, once again, that there are lots of those away games. Uh, now we bring Shane in uh, to read the disclaimer. Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right. Well, we thank you guys, of course, for being here today in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't signed up uh, or subscribed to our channel, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, hope, hopefully you like the content. You stick around. You can sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us a thumbs up. It's the uh, it's the only way uh, we feed ourselves at lunch is with your, with your gratitude, with your appreciation, and with your likes. Uh, also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to subscribe to us if you haven't done so already. Please leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. Uh, and 
make sure to go grab yourself a gophnx.com. Uh, go to gophnx.com and grab yourself a diehards membership. Get Jesse's article, Full Count, which does give you those keys on the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, kind of early success here and, and more on what you can expect from this team. You also get content from Gerald, Craig, Howard, and everybody else here uh, at phnx you also get access uh, to our members only discord lounge which is the best place to be an arizona sports fan get a free piece of merch like our brand new it's always sunny in the valley shirt i feel i'm not i'm promise i'm not i'm pointing to the shirt logo and not trying to touch my nipple here you guys but uh this shirt grab this shirt or any shirt you want look at this shirt it's beautiful uh grab that shirt uh over at our phnxlocker.com you can get that shirt free with a new membership as a diehard member uh, or any shirt of your choosing or hat you also get that free piece of merch every uh year you, you stay a member you also get access uh once again to our members only discounts uh with our partners you get members only merchandise members only invites to events and so much more uh and so make sure to join us be a member, join us as a Discord or a diehard member. Uh, and join us also for some Diamondbacks games. We are very excited uh, for our takeover season pass that includes six PHNX D-backs takeover tickets, pregame meetup access with food, and this wonderful It's Always Sunny in the Valley shirt. And you can get that uh, right now over at Eventbrite. We will have the link in the description for you if you are interested. And there is a look at the six takeover games, including in less than 10 days away, we got our first takeover game, uh, Kansas City Royals here at Chase Field. We also have a game every month leading up through September. So make sure to join us for that. If you can't get the season pass, uh, we also have individual game sales uh, as well. So keep keep your eye on that. All right. Uh, well, you know what we do, guys. Whether we're home, whether we're away, uh, whether we're together, whether we're not, it doesn't matter. Every single week on this show right here that you watch is Shark Week. Uh, and that has nothing to do with baseball, but it's just a fact. Same thing with every single day on this show uh, being Earth Day. And that's because we recycle. But every single Monday, we go to the mailbag. Damon, let's go. My mailbox. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. Mega Rand asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I said for him to come on the show and perform that live, and then he just said no. But uh, we do have plenty of Mailbag Monday questions to answer, a full mailbag, if you will. Uh, let's get to it. Damon, what's our first question? Uh, Frank the Tank at Diamondback1325 asks, how bad will Mad Bum be in his next start facing a high-powered offense of St. Louis or San Diego? How many losses will he have before he is removed from the rotation? I really hoped he would at least uh, be at least serviceable this year, but he's not even good enough for a five spot in the rotation. Something about Frank's question there really hits me because I feel like as much flack as Mad Bum gets, I feel like this is the sentiment of a lot of people. We really, we wanted Mad Bum to be serviceable. We weren't expecting him to come out and be the ace he once was by any stretch of the imagination, but we didn't want him to be a detriment to this team's success and right now with the way everybody else is pitching that's kind of what he is yeah yeah i mean it's there's no way around it right i mean he has an era of almost eight he has a whip over two it's just it's it's not it's not competitive right now right I mean, the way that mad bum is pitching is is not competitive and i think a lot of people feel the same way the d-backs are serious about trying to make the playoffs this year. If they're serious about trying to really turn this thing around from where they've been the last couple of years, you can't run Mad Bum out there every fifth. You can't run at least this version of Mad Bum out there every fifth day and honestly hope to win games, right? It, it's just, yeah. it's just not, it's just the, the other four guys in the rotation. I know yesterday we talked about how those guys are looking pretty good right now. I don't know if they're quite good enough to withstand you know, the, the negative, the big negative that Mad Bum has been so far in that fifth spot in the rotation. I don't know. To, to answer Frank's question, I don't know where the Diamondbacks are, are drawing the line here. My, my gut feeling is that the line is not that far out. We are not that far out from a day when the D-backs decide that they have to move on from Bumgarner in the rotation. We've heard some interesting things that have kind of alluded to mad bum having some 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 sort of injury i know there was the fatigue thing that happened after his first start of the season uh you know maybe there's an il stint that winds up happening maybe they just decide to, to pay him off i i don't know if they're quite to that point but one way or another i don't think that if the d-backs continue to get these results from mad bum i don't think it's going to be that much longer 
Madison Bumgarner is a legendary pitcher in baseball, and he deserves to have that respect. But on the flip side, he also, any player, doesn't deserve to be out there and, and costing a team wins when there are players that are potentially better than him available to be in the starting rotation, right? I I, I don't foresee it being anything like that other than I, it, it's going to be like a, and I know they can't manipulate like the IL and things like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get just outright disrespected. And it does end up being one of those things where he does go on a, a you know, maybe a, maybe a 10 day IL stint that turns into a 60 day IL stint, something like that. I mean, if, if, if that happens, I would not be surprised at all with very little information being passed along as to why that's happened. But I mean, it's like you said, I think that, uh, or maybe it's like Frank said, those two upcoming games, those very well could be very hard to look past depending on how those go for him. Right. So uh, it's not, it's not, it's not for Mad Bum not trying. Madison Bumgarner is absolutely committed to trying to do everything he can to be what he was at one time and to be somebody that can help this organization win. It's just, it's not going his way. And it's, it, I don't know if that's going to change. So it's unfortunate. We have a couple of questions about Mad Bum and it's going to be the topic right now when we do have guys like Brandon Fott performing at the level that they're performing uh, in the minor leagues, not getting an opportunity because he's kind of, anointed this position based on his salary and his experience in the league, not based on how well he's pitching right now. So yeah. uh, what else we got Damon? Cause I know we got more mad bum questions. Uh, how many bad bums does it take to screw over D backs payroll? Oh God, just, <laughs> oh, man. just one, just one, right? Um, what else we got Damon? We're going to just cruise <laughs> that one. Uh, Brett wants to know the same thing. Realistically, how long do you think D backs uh, before they give, uh, give mad bum before they make a serious change or decision? Uh, do you think they will stay stubborn and keep them in the rotation all year? Or do they think they will come to their senses and finally commit to winning without them taking starts? Uh, I, I, I think, I, I think it's the latter. I, I, and that's part of the question I wanted to ask. I don't think that the diamondbacks are that committed to this because to be honest, they don't seem to be that committed to anybody that's not performing well right now, based on what we heard about the meetings last year at the end of last season, uh, these guys were all tasked with, you know, accomplishing certain goals and improving themselves during the offseason. Uh, we've seen that out of guys like Josh Rojas, who look like absolute studs uh, defensively and have been, you know, doing everything they can. I just I don't I don't think that it's going to be something that lasts all year if, if Mad Bun keeps up this this type of performance. If Mad Bum struggles on Wednesday, Derek, I wouldn't be surprised if that was it. I would not be surprised if that was it. Wow. If, wow. if maybe that's, I'm that's not, a bold I, take, I'm not saying that I necessarily think that's what's like, I don't know if I'm like over 50%, but I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah. if it's an IL stint, if it's, and I do want to say, at least my understanding is that the D backs cannot forcibly put mad bum on the injury list with no actual medical diagnosis. Injury. Right. Right. If Correct. if they were, I do think that mystery IL stints, quote unquote, are a thing, but they require the permission of the player. So you can't just go to Mad Bum and say, well, "Hey, we're putting you on the IL." Yeah. Oh yeah. You have oh, yeah. no official injury, and and we're just going to do this, you know, unilaterally, regardless of what you think. I don't think they could do that. Uh, I it, it's my understanding they can't even really make that decision without the medical staff being the one to make the decision. I don't even sure. think it, I don't even think it could be the player's agreement on it. But if the player says he's not feeling right and the medical staff diagnoses such as as you know being a reason for him not to be able to play, then a, an IL stint will be will be next. So, all right, what else we got, Damon? Uh, Bubblehead Brett asks, does Paven Smith stay this good or are we just waiting to be let down? You mean <laughs> Palm Beach Gardens own Paven Smith? Uh, yes, he stays this good. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that so far what we've seen, nothing, nothing actually says that it, it's a fluke. We saw him play really well uh, in, in spring training. And in fact, we thought that his overall performance plus the versatility that he gave Lavallo at not only being able to be a backup outfielder, but being able to also back up at first base uh, gave him an edge on Kyle Lewis, but Kyle Lewis's bat was just so hot that it made it hard to go with Lewis over Paven Smith. I, I think Paven Smith might be for real. I think he might. It's been a good start. I mean, he's five for five for 15, 
333, 375, 533. Like, there's nothing bad about any of that, right? I mean, Baven Smith has genuinely been been pretty good to start the year. He struck out three times in 16 plate appearances, so he's not striking out much either. Uh, I like what I've seen so far, but I also will say, like, Paven Smith has a career OPS of 716. Like, he's kind of been more or less the same guy year after year once he gets to a decent sure. sample size. So I, I'm not quite ready to say that this is who Paven Smith is at this point. He didn't get off to a good start in AAA. He's actually performed substantially better in the majors yeah. this year than he did yeah, in AAA. Um, but yeah, it's a, you know, it's a good start. And, and I know some people have been frustrated with, with him getting playing time over others in the past, but Hey, this is a first round pick of just a few years ago. You want this guy to come out and succeed and turn into something useful. And Paven Smith has been that so far. And I've had several veteran players say that Paven Smith is, uh, has an extraordinary eye, uh, that he knows the strike zone really well. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know if if this season is going to play into his strengths, but uh, I I do think that with the expedited time with the pitch clock and everything like that, that knowing the you know knowing the batters or knowing the the box well, knowing the pitch zone well, uh, strike zone well, it's going to it's going to be an advantage for him with everything just kind of being rushed and hurried. But we'll see. Uh, I think that again. As a backup role, Paven Smith can be uh, pretty crucial to this team, and and not only that, but not just being a backup coming into the starting lineup. Um, every you know, every once in a while, uh, it's going to be uh, critical. I think so. Yeah, if he can if he can keep this up, he can be a big part of the offense. Just to uh, just to add yeah. like some some quick numbers to that as well, like from a Statcast perspective, his average exit velo is ninety four point two which is extremely high. That is that is very, very good. Uh, his expected batting average is 310. His expected slugging percentage is 448. So, I mean, it's 5 for 15. It's such a small sample, but I think it's genuine. Like, I think he has genuinely been really making hard contact so far. Uh, I saw someone say that uh, Gabriel said Pavin needs to grow a full beard, uh, and then he needs to start rocking uh three buttons open like open shirt rojas ah there you go just go crazy just go wild <laughs> just go crazy uh what else we got damon uh zany antics ryan simmons asked how concerned are you with the lack of walks this team has taken so far uh very concerned early on to be honest uh i think i'm still concerned with how patient they're being at the plate uh, i don't think they're being very patient i think that's why they continue at times to make starting pitchers look like absolute all-stars out there against them yet when they face someone like sandy alcantara on on sunday they they seem to have uh quite a bit of patience against him even though they didn't walk really in that game either i mean the 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 lack of patience is concerning but we also saw this team at this exact time last year walk more than any team in major league baseball so it's not that they're not capable of it they just seem to be very very impatient right now at the plate yeah, the D-backs team walk rate is 4.9% right now, which I think has actually gone down in the last few days. I think it was 5.1 a few days ago. Uh, the next lowest in baseball is the Colorado Rockies at 6.1%. Oh so the D-backs God. are kind of off in like a class of their own right now with just <laughs> not drawing any walks whatsoever. I'm not, not that great. concerned about it, Derek, just because I feel like with something like this, you just have to look at your personnel and ask yourself the question, like, do these guys have a history of being patient, being disciplined hitters, drawing their walks. And I think generally the answer to that question is yes. Like Corbin Carroll ran extremely high on base percentages throughout his minor league career, had, you know, average or yeah. above average walk rates pretty much throughout, I believe. He hasn't drawn a walk yet in in 2023. And you're not mad at that because Corbin Carroll is also hitting almost 300 and slugging over 500. So, you know, yeah. it, it's it's working out for him nonetheless, but Looking around the roster, like Josh Rojas has always drawn his walks. Geraldo Perdomo has always drawn his walks. Christian Walker is reasonably, you know, reasonably will, will, you know, draw some walks from time to time. So just looking at the roster in general, unless this, this season is just weird, you have a bunch of hitters, you just start acting way out of character at the same time. I think these numbers are going to even out over time. And I think the D-backs are going to draw their fair share of walks by the end of the year. I'm sorry if I seem distracted, Jesse. I just have this burrito express burrito sitting here and I can't stop thinking about it. No, uh, I'm distracted yeah, too. I know. I want to get, I want to talk about the offense. I want to talk about the defense. I, there's so many things I want to talk about, but 
uh, I just keep thinking about this burrito express burrito sitting here. I don't even want to wait for the end of the show. I feel like I'm going to eat it during this ad break, but I will try my best because I know you didn't get yours today. Uh, and I don't want to rub it in your face. I don't know when you'll get. Yours. I think you. Uh, I think you do want to rub it in my I, face. And that's exactly what's happening. Look, right I now. drove all the way down to the studio for absolutely no reason at all, other than apparently to get this burrito and get a quick <laughs> workout in. Uh, but I am thankful for it because the fine folks at Burrito Express keep us well fed, and they can keep you well fed. They have uh, locations all around the valley, but of course, the one you want to go to is the one in Tempe. Uh, thank you so much for the food, and of course, grab a burrito now and follow Burrito Express on Twitter at Burrito EXP. Uh, and shout out once again to our homies at Burrito Express. The only downside to having this burrito is that I have to wait to eat it, and it's just sitting here just just mocking me uh, like Jesse did earlier. But uh, another thing you can do right now is head over to more furniture, order Jesse some furniture, order yourself some furniture, make sure uh, your house is very comfortable. I had lots of people over yesterday, Jesse, for my daughter's birthday party. Uh, and I realized even for a family gathering, I had, I did not have enough seating. You could never have enough seating. I don't know how to emphasize this enough. There's not a lot of wisdom i impart on you guys you know quite often it's uh you know lazy people work twice as hard and you can never have enough seating that's my two biggest things that i can tell you right now but go to morefurniture.com make sure you have plenty of seating in your house for gatherings you can also have whatever you order be ordered uh be delivered with their white glove delivery service where they will set it up for you in your house make sure you're all set up and taken care of uh, and you can save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com they'll even do the things right that you don't do like when you put together furniture yourself you know you don't put in that little strap that they that you're supposed to attach to the wall so that it doesn't tip over on you one day you know you don't do that they're going to do that for you they're going to take care of you and make sure all of your stuff is set up well and safe uh, but now thanks to our friends at more furniture we have more mailbag monday questions let's go damon what else we got uh, Jack's dad at fine underscore for now asks, how soon can we do away with the tacky advertising on uniforms? Uh, Jack, I hate to be, or excuse me, uh, Jack's dad, not Jack, uh, Jack's dad. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but I don't think it's ever going away. Uh, I think it's just part of our life now. Uh, I think it might change a bit. I'm still fairly happy with the changes the Diamondbacks made to the Avnet patch. Uh, I, I, I won't disagree with you. I don't think it's not tacky. And I don't really think that it achieves the goals that brands want, right? But it is this thing with companies that have entirely too much money where they want you to know how big they are, how dominant their brand is over other brands. And that's really what a lot of this is about. And uh, like Albert says right there, MLB <laughs> likes money, especially considering what the Arizona Diamondbacks are going through with Valley Sports Arizona, they are going to make money any way they can at this point because they have committed funds that they thought they were going that they were committed to that they're not receiving so the diamondbacks right now uh are probably you know in the midst of putting a mercedes-benz logo on you know the the pitching mound and putting stuff you know <laughs> all over the stadium i mean it's it's right now it's uh, a big money maker for them so i don't see it going away could you imagine what what if what if what if we get patches on umpires next? So umpires oh, like just like the entire Jesse, thing is Jesse. Just... Yeah, like remember they had the FTX uh logo on umpires and the FTX company was a whole other shit show of its own that you can go look up and see what happened with that company. I think we did an episode about yeah, it. Yeah, we did. Uh before, but man, yeah, like when you talk about that, they are not really, you know, they're not trying to do anything right now that's outside of um, you know, outside of a company that they could like, they're not doing Bitcoin anymore. They're not doing, you know, cryptocurrency, a lot of that stuff. Now they've realized the mistake on having those kind of companies as partners. So I wouldn't be surprised to see much more traditional things, but yeah, let's, let's make the umpires just look like a NASCAR. You know what I mean? <laughs> like their mask has a logo at. on Logos all over them, you know? <laughs> like we, we don't want to, we want to preserve the purity of these beautiful, classic baseball Correct. jerseys but the umpire like let's just go crazy right yeah, uh, yeah i don't i mean yeah. maybe if you're a brand though maybe you wouldn't want your brand like on generally the most hated people on, on the baseball diamond like maybe you wouldn't want to do your advertising with them i, I don't oh. i don't know how they would feel about that I'd but yeah all, all all this to say unless you know mlb ownership groups wake up one day and decide that they don't want to make money 
I, I think you're going to, I think those patches are going to be here to stay. Yep. All right. What else we got, Dana? Uh, Brandon Buckingham. Brandon's obsessed with my hair. Uh, he wants to know, can we live stream Derek's hair change after win number 15? Look, um, it's going to happen. This hair is going to be purple, but <laughs> I have no idea how we're going to make that happen. And I have no idea if it's all going to fall out once we dye it, uh, once we, once we bleach it <laughs> enough for us to make it purple, but, um, maybe we can't arrange for it to be live streamed. I, I know Espo loves two things, content and me embarrassing myself. So <laughs> those two factors might just be too irresistible to this network to not capitalize on. So maybe, maybe we will see my hair, uh, turn purple on a live stream. Yeah, excited yeah. About that. I'm, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah I mean, Jesse, that'd be that'd be my favorite episode of the year. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's make it happen. <laughs> All right. What else we got, Damon? Uh, Ryan uh, Hanley Hanley at Ryan R Y N. See now, is it Ryan or is it Ryan? Is, this is like Ryan Nelson. Is it Ryan? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan underscore Hanley. Uh, he would know. No, he has no vowels, Jesse, just like us. Uh, who on the team <laughs> would you give a bobblehead? Would there be a themed bobblehead like Christian Wa- Skywalker? Christian Skywalker is by far the best integrated name to the Star Wars campaign that will ever exist, right? So uh, that one's hard to beat. But yes, I would do something like that. I would do something maybe specific to Arizona. I don't know. Uh, there was a Transformers movie shot here. I don't know if that counts. Uh, I don't really. But as far as bobbleheads go, I know who deserves a bobblehead. Who? Who you got? Tori Lavolo. Has oh. Tori Lavolo ever had a bobblehead? Not that I'm right? aware of. Because I'm looking up here. I got a lot. I got a Derek Hall bobblehead with a dog. I got. Uh, I got. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of Kirk Gibson up here. I got a lot of managers. I got a lot of people up here. Uh, I, I I don't have anything uh, that's Tori Lavolo, and I would love to have a Tori Lavolo bobblehead. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like I don't know if you want to make a bobblehead for Tori Lavello right now, given that he's in his third consecutive year being on a on a one year contract entering the I season. Mean, so maybe yeah. that's the bobblehead. It's maybe kind that's of... the bobblehead. Maybe the bobblehead has a contract in his hand, <laughs> and like like a pen dangling just out of his reach that he can't get. I don't know. Like <laughs> that's that's a great idea. I mean, yeah, Tor like Tori is the he's the winningest manager in franchise history. He's managed the most games in franchise history, he's the longest tenured manager in franchise history. If the D backs do go through and give him an extension at some point this season, which I think is obviously very early, but I think it's the way that things are maybe trending right now. Yeah, like I would probably embrace that and and give Tori a bobblehead. The other name I will throw out there, Derek, you talked about doing something Arizona related. How about the homegrown Josh Rojas getting his own bobblehead? I love that. I love that. Uh, Josh Rojas is from the West side too. Like, can we get like, like a Maryvale background or wherever he, yeah, that would be badass. (laughs) I like that. Uh, I'll give you one more and you'll love this one, Jesse. Ooh, we absolutely need this. And they're there. We need this. 1000%. 1000%. We need a Greg Schulte bobblehead. Mm. And we need it to have the button where you push it and you get Greg Schulte calls coming right out of a little uh little speaker. That would yeah. be absolute fire. That would be absolute fire. Yeah, I mean they need to jump and on have that it say pretty governor. soon. Yeah. They need, to, right? they need to jump on that pretty soon cuz this Throwing is it last out there. year, right? This is these, something that you would want to do within the next few months. These ideas are free, Arizona Diamondbacks. You can have them. We just we just want you to make the bobble. Just give us more bobbleheads, damn it. All right, what else we got? Uh Kenny Felix at MMMND Pantera asks, should the D-backs jump on the home run celebration trend? If so, what should it be? Jesse, they absolutely need to do this. I love the I love the team home run celebration. I I just need Major League Baseball to be more fun. So I would love this. Here's what I would love: a snake celebration, right? Okay. Home run player, home run hitting player hits the home run, comes back to the dugout. All the players in the dugout put their hands out, and he slithers across the dugout <laughs> in everybody's arms as they hold him and push him along. That <laughs> would be absolute fire. <laughs> Wow, or, that, that was pretty that was pretty good. 
or or there was a there there was a wrestler there was a pro wrestler that used to use a uh move called the cobra it was santino morella so i mean i like the idea because he had this thing where he goes like this and then he goes like this and then he turns it around and then they can maybe dap like that like it's a snake striking but yeah we can we can make this i mean i josh rojas is already making this absolutely a thing again and this was one of the better snake celebrations we've ever had i just love the concept of of these home run celebrations in general. I mean, I think what some teams are doing is, is disgusting. Shout out Baltimore Orioles. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But <laughs> like, like one, one, I was listening to a, to a show the other day where they were talking about this and, and they brought up a great point. Like what happens if one of those Orioles players is sick, has a big game, it's a bunch of home runs. And then the next day, the whole clubhouse gets whatever. Like it is an outbreak waiting to happen. Derek is what I'm saying. Didn't, so didn't, didn't we just live through a pandemic? I thought we learned our lesson. Did we not learn our lesson with the masks and the hand washing? No. All right. Apparently well, not. Apparently the Baltimore Orioles did not learn their lesson. But I love just that this is becoming <laughs> an increasing trend around yes. baseball. That yeah. we're getting more of these things. It's what everyone wants to see. Okay. So Ryan said king snake around the neck in the comments, which I love that the idea of like a king snake like necklace or like a snake like maybe biting its own tail kind of circular thing. But then Let's Gabriel came. Snake. <laughs> that, that's that's good too. Like just a big old like boa constrictor like that shoot <laughs> that they did with Cattell Marte. Like our little bobblehead in studio gabriel ferrer says we need the home run hitter to be greeted at the dugout with one of those big plushy snakes the gigantic ones you get at the fair or at the <laughs> carnival you know what i'm talking about <laughs> like the jumbo fries you got to trade in five mediums and three larges to get that's what we need that would be <laughs> just incredible so oh uh, man uh i'm all for this though i'm all for this we need to figure it out let's get the diamondbacks in we'll have a We'll, we'll have a brainstorming session with us, the fans, everybody, and we'll figure this out. All right, what else we got? Another one from Brett Johnson. Uh, Brett Johnson asks, do the Rangers' new City Connect unis help the argument that the Serpientis is the best City Connect jersey in the West? Uh, we don't have a picture of it, but the Rangers' City Connect jersey is just flat-out bad. It's, it's, just it's bad. fascinating. It's like a, it's like a full-on history lesson in a jersey is basically what it is. I'm looking and they at went the too article. Far. They yeah. created a new creature, Jesse, that's like an eagle and like a panther, a panigle. Yeah. Is it a panigle? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, they have this whole rundown of all these different parts of the jersey and like what their significance is for the state of Texas. So there's there's one logo that's pretty prominent, influenced by the gothic lettering of the Dallas Eagles logo with a spur. There we oh, go. Okay, there we go. There you go. Yeah, it it there's, like just, it there's a lot to break down like here, Derek. There's a lot. I, I mean, like I it. it's kind of like an old classic. Like I I mean, I kind of like the here's, sort of here's, like the design they're going for. Here's what I'll say though. I really don't like it with the pants. Uh I, I looking at these pictures that with that are pantless, and just for the audio listeners, they're it's not pantless men. Um, it just goes up <laughs> to just there's no there's no pants being shown in the images that we're showing right now, but um the pants really clash. I don't know. I think it's the dark blue pants. I don't know why it makes it look like it's like a white shirt tucked into jeans or something. Like it's just a really awkward look. Maybe if the pants were also the same color as the top, they, this might look good. Uh, that Texas logo it's see, see, and that look weird with the dark pants. Am I wrong? I don't know. What do you I, think, Jesse? I don't hate it honestly uh, the like the do. the top they've got honestly not that different from the serpientis color right like pretty, it's like a cream yeah, yeah i mean the, like the cream serpientis color has gotten seems like it's gotten more and more gold but that might yeah just yeah me. i think i think it is a little bit more gold than these are uh but yeah like i mean i mean i don't know what what other color of pants would you use with this i don't think you want to go white i think white would look better Really? I really do. I think so. I think going, well, not maybe not white, maybe the exact same color as the top. I don't know. I don't okay. like it with the blue pants. This looks like Hank Hill to me. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> um, Serpiente City Connect, still one of the best jerseys uh, that you can find. And uh, confirmed. That's confirmed. And if anybody wants to know, I'm still dreaming of that gold Serpientes jacket that's in the team shop that's $200. I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, every dream is about it. Every day I think about it. And I still haven't stopped thinking about it. So they still got some good Serpientis merch. My biggest problem, Jesse, is that I know that the Serpientis City Connect is going away soon, right? Like, 
I think we have one more season of it potentially. It was on like a certain number of year deal, like I think a five year deal for each team or whatever, yeah. and then then it goes away. So uh, maybe maybe after that we see new jerseys. We'll see. Um, but anyway, what else we got? We got any more questions? We got one more. Gabriel, uh, of course, Gabriel uh, at Bold as Bronze asked, with the great start and current first place in the division, is Lavallo a lock for manager of the year, even if they just missed the playoffs, or do they have to make the playoffs? Uh, well, Gabriel, you've been drinking this morning, I think, again, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Not Definitely not a lock for manager of the year, and I'm not making that assessment. Even me, uh, even the reactionary one, is not going to make that uh, assessment after 17 days, 18 days into the season. What I will say is that I think if the Diamondbacks make the playoffs, that absolutely makes Tori Lobolo a contender for manager of the year. That makes him, a, for what he's been able to do with as young as this, you know, starting lineup is, as young as this team is, it's an impressive feat for them to have gone as far down as they went and to slowly build their way back up to being, you know, a, a playoff team and, and a contender, right? So I, I think that, there is a case for him being manager of the year. Should the team make it? I also think it makes it very hard for this team not to extend him. And honestly, it, not to extend him to a multi-year deal, not just a, another one-year contract. Yeah. I, I feel like the D-back would probably have to make the playoffs in order for Tory to be like, kind of like a clear decision who would actually get the majority of the votes um, there are some other, you know, great managers in, in the national league, of course, as well. Uh, right. Especially, you know, San Diego, if, if they come out and have a big year, I think Bob Melvin would have, uh, a, yeah. a big, a good shot there. At least the Braves are off to an extraordinary start to the season. I could see maybe something like that happening as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Tory's in the mix. I absolutely think Tory's in the mix. If the D backs are able to, continue what they've done so far right they're nine and seven to start the year uh if they're able to continue along those lines and maybe find their way into the wild card i think tory would have a pretty darn good case at that point for being the manager of the year yep i agree i agree in tory we trust and again tory uh uh they've the tory and his staff has been incredible with what they've been able to do with these young guys and how quickly they've been able to get them prepared and ready to perform at a major league level so that that right there deserves quite a bit of credit, but uh, going to be fun. Going to be a fun series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Not an easy team to beat, but not a team that has been performing at their best so far this season. So hopefully the Diamondbacks can get right and, and get back on the winning series track in St. Louis. Of course, if you are going to be around here in the Valley watching the game somewhere, make sure to stock up uh, at our friends at Circle K. For all of baseball season, all summer long, you need to go to Circle K and make sure you're stocked up uh, on fuel for you, for your car, for your family, everything. Of course, iced coffee, just $1.89, 12 packs of beer for just $9.99. You can also get our friends Four Peaks beer over there at Circle K. Uh, get your uh, energy drinks there. Energy drinks are very expensive everywhere, it seems like, except Circle K. You can get three Monsters for $6, three Red Bulls for $8, uh, and also you buy, buy two, get one free on Fast Twitch. 12 ounce bottles. So uh, make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Head over to circlek.com slash store dash locator. That's circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Uh, and make sure to pick up Four Peaks while you're there. Four Peaks is, of course, Arizona's premier craft brewery. Uh, you can follow them on social at Four Peaks Brew to get all of the latest on all of their events. They're always having fun events. Their 8th Street Pub is always popping. And even when they don't have something going on over there, it's a great place to go uh, get some chicken tendies and have some beers. So make sure to check out their wide variety of beers. They all taste delicious, and they have anything that you're into over there at Four Peaks. Uh, and we're going to be having our NFL draft party there. The best place to take the NFL draft uh, on April 27th is at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Register for free in the link in our show notes to take advantage of beer specials. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy those beer specials and enjoy responsibly. They're going to have $3 red beer lager pints, $5 red beer, uh, red beer, red bird. Uh, both of those are bird because it's a Cardinals thing. Get it? Uh, $5 <laughs> red bird lager pitchers. We do not drink these over the next three days, by the way. No offense to Four Peaks, but no red bird stuff over the next three days, but then we can resume Redbird loggers after that. But uh, you can also get your PHNX specials of $3 kilt lifters and wow pints as well. And yes, as Ryan said, 
the Arizona Diamondbacks continue to be a wagon and we keep this wagon moving. D-backs after dark tomorrow. Uh, so we will have our post-game show tomorrow. So make sure uh, to come through for that. Diamondbacks tonight. So make sure to pop in and we will be back tomorrow. Uh, there is our schedule once again. So we have post-game uh, for tomorrow's game. And then we will have a post-series show on Wednesday. We'll be back here at 1 p.m. on Thursday. And then another post-series show after that home series against San Diego Padres. Jesse and I will be out there at Chase. So make sure uh, to stop in and say, hey, if you see us. Also, Zach Gallon bobblehead next saturday so or on saturday next saturday this saturday right this saturday the yeah. days are flying by i can't believe it's already bobblehead time so i'm excited about that but uh you can follow us on twitter in the meantime i am at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman our show is at phnx underscore dbacks our producer damon is at damon dog d-a-w-g but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook we thank you guys so much for your time on behalf of these fellas and myself we thank you for stopping by and remember kids baseball is fun but it is so much more fun on bobblehead night